Hey, everybody. Welcome to an episode on the Martinis with Scott channel, a special coronavirus edition on uh, Monday, March 16, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening in. Uh, this is a self-isolation uh, uh, episode for me coming to you from my unrenovated home here in uh, Fernie, beautiful Fernie, British Columbia. So uh, for those of you who are wondering why you're getting the same background scenery uh, show after show for a couple of weeks, it's because I canceled all my travel. Um, and I just thought I'd just stay home with the family, work from here, and we'll see how long that goes. I'll talk a bit more about that later. Now, as for you, you are also likely on self-isolation and social distancing. And so I know all sports is canceled. You have nothing to do but watch YouTube videos. So I thought, hey, why not get some more content out to you? And let's talk about uh, Corona. I have a couple of messages in all seriousness that I think entrepreneurs, business managers, owners uh, ought to be thinking about it and investors in the markets as well. I don't see this being discussed in other media. Um, so I don't want to add content that's not unique or has a different take on it from my perspective. Uh, but I think there's some important points uh, if you're in business, uh, if you're in the markets that Noah's talking about. So that's what I got to try and focus on today. We shouldn't be very long. Today's, uh, today's edition. Let's see where we get to. So point number one for today is for God's sake, stop panicking. You need to be smart about this, uh, this pandemic, this crisis, but you can't make decisions when you're panicked. I am getting so many emails and so many texts and phone calls from colleagues and friends. Everybody's freaking out. Um, the news is, is just driving things in the wrong direction from that perspective. Uh, the cancellation of everything is just coming home to roost. You need to make decisions. You need to be smart. And if you're panicked, you can't think. You just can't do that. It's hard. You know, the news has got nothing but Corona. Did you know there was a debate last night? Uh, Biden and Sanders, did anybody watch? Did anybody care? Right? It's all Corona 100% of the time. Things are closing around you. The kids are off for school. Uh, our, uh, my daughter is March break this week, uh, but she's for sure going to get another two weeks. So there'll be three in total. Um you know, thankfully, we don't have a situation where a single parent trying to work at the same time as managing their kids. I just really feel for you, for you if you're in that uh, position. You know, families are canceling March break plans. You're wondering if there's uh, going to be food on the shelves. In our little town here where we live, there's two grocery stores and, uh, and both of them have a lot of empty bins, right? Uh, you're wondering if there's going to be toilet paper or whether your neighbors hoarded it all and went to Costco and cleaned out the shelves. So there's a lot of things to worry about. But again, if you're panicked, you can't make decisions. So here's some things to consider to help you not panic. Number one, just stop watching the news. Just stop watching it entirely. Don't read Corona articles. Don't surf Facebook and start talking about Corona, reading what everybody has to say about Corona. I've probably had 20 messages today alone um, with things to do on Corona, some false information, some good information. Um, I've just stopped. I haven't listened to a news show about Corona, a news article uh, or a video clip about Corona probably for over a week now. I'm not panicked. I feel fine. Now, maybe I'm naive, right? Maybe I'm ignorant because I haven't been getting the most current information. But I really think it pays more to be mentally healthy and not freaked out by these things than to be up to the minute knowing what's going on in Italy and South Korea. Because I'm not in Italy, I'm not in South Korea, and I pray for them, 
but I need to focus on me and my family and my business, <coughs> excuse me, and you guys, you can't cough during a Corona episode, right? Um, and dispensing advice to, you know, to my managers and my team. And so you have to be positive. You have to not be in freak out mode. Stop watching the news and stop reading articles. Stop talking about it. There's number one on that point. Number two is you need to recognize that no matter how bad this gets, no matter what goes on in whatever jurisdiction you're in, uh, this is temporary, right? It's a temporary, it's a virus, it's an extreme flu. I'm not trying to minimize the risk of it. I'm just saying you can think of it like the flu in terms of people catch it, they get it, they recover. And, and you know, the stats are this. The stats are that you don't have it and that you're gonna, if you do get it, you're going to be fine. You're going to be sick, but you're not going to die from it, right? Those are the stats. Even if it has a really high mortality rate, if you think about it the other way around, let's say, I don't know what the mortality rates are, but let's say it's 3%, right? In a high-risk group, you're approaching 4%. Well, that still means that 96%, even in the high-risk group, are going to be fine, okay? The numbers are really strong, and you need to think about that if you're going to control your emotion on this and control your thinking, focus on the positives, and and understand that this is going to be temporary because it influences and and that the stats are with you not against you all right third thing um, social distancing everything closing obviously you're doing that i'm staying at home i'm not traveling i've been working with my companies to you know do the best that we can to limit human interaction uh, for the short term but doing that, having your kids' school closed and your your uh, local restaurants closed and your bars closed and your clubs closed and you know businesses closed, what that's doing is is adding to the fear and the panic. So what you need to think about and recognize is that this is not happening because things are getting worse. This is happening because uh, everybody and the authorities, in particular, the leadership recognizes that the the best bet here is to flatten the curve, as they say, which means to not get have everybody get this thing all at once, but to limit human interaction so that it spreads out over a period of time. And if that happens, if you turn sort of a, a one-month thing into a six-month thing, uh, you're not going to overload the resources of the hospitals and medical staff as badly. That's what that's all about. We're not closing things down because things are getting worse. We're closing things down to make things better and to be preemptive, it's a positive, notwithstanding the fear that it creates inside you. So get your head right. Get your head right. Stop watching the news. Stop reading articles. Uh, recognize that this is a temporary thing and the math is with you. And, and don't be freaked out by the closures and the social distancing. Uh, distancing. That is, in fact, uh, a way to flatten out this curve. That's entirely what it's for. It's not because things have gotten much worse over the last two weeks or 10 days. All right. So your mind is right. You're positive. You stop listening to the news. You know what's going on. Now what? Here's some uh, tips and, uh, or thoughts for you to consider. If you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, get to work. I don't mean go to your office or to your factory and hang out with other people. If you're home, if you're able to work from home or whatever your solution has been, Double down on your work effort. Now is the time. What an amazing time to get a leg up on your competition, who I promise you are all paralyzed with fear and not thinking about working at all. What an amazing time to do all those mission critical things, the quiet work, like planning, strategizing, 
analyzing, dreaming, all those things that you should be doing as an entrepreneur that you don't do because you're too busy every day. Now you're not. Take advantage of it. Don't sit around and watch TV, watch YouTube videos apart from Martinis with Scott. You should always watch that. But apart from that, don't spend your time screwing around. This is the time to double down and make some real progress uh, because your competitors aren't doing that. Uh, make material improvements to your business, reposition yourself so that when you're compared to everybody else, when you come back, you're going to be in great shape. I was going to tell you a little story here. You know, I get a lot of my, not a lot, I've taken a lot in my life of influence and thinking from watching sports because I've been a sports fan. So for example, if I'm an NHL fan and I'm uh, I'm a big fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs back in the day because that's where I grew up uh, watching that hockey team. You know, I like I like looking at the coaches and how they handle a team, <clears throat> how they handle an organization, what you can learn. And I find it influences my managerial style. Uh, and, uh, you know, they haven't won the cup. We've done quite well. But apart from that, you, you can learn a lot from watching other organizations that you're a fan of. And for me, sports is one of that. And, <clears throat> you know, I, when I was much younger, used to participate in the sport. And I was thinking about this yesterday. I was off uh, cat skiing, uh, which is kind of a cool thing to do if you ever get the chance. And when you sit in the cash machine, you get a lot of time to think, like 20 minutes between runs as you're, you know, going on this bulldozer-like vehicle up the uh, side of a mountain. And, you know, what I what I used to do was race uh, motocross. So you race dirt bikes on a closed course in the dirt and you race in any weather in any condition. And that includes mud, heavy rain, uh, things get muddy and sloppy and it's really difficult to ride and it's slow. You know, in racing conditions, equal for everybody. You have a, you know, one starting gate and everybody goes at the same time, but it's slow. It's slippery. Um, you can't see, right? You're, you're covered and mud's going in your face. You're covered in uh, mud all over your goggles and you can't see anything. Uh, you get stuck. There's big water holes, right? And it's terrible environmental conditions, which has a parallel in business and in markets when things are bad. To me, it always reminds me of a mud race. Now, I loved riding in mud because it's fun. Okay, but for a long time, I sucked racing in it and I didn't know why, because I was actually a decent rider. And, and then I figured it out and I was thinking about that yesterday and comparing it to this to this virus and this emergency that we're in. And the reason I sucked at the racing is because the conditions always change even during your race. What would happen is it would stop raining. The sun would come out. There would be ruts formed in the track. Things would dry out a little bit. And all of a sudden, it wasn't really a mud race anymore, or it rained even harder, and the well, the water came and it washed the mud away, and it was really just wet, you know, uh, base whatever the soil was, like a like a bedrock or whatever it was that was underneath the soil and the mud. The point being, it always the track always changes, and if you don't adapt as things become better, you just miss the boat because other people start going faster right? Because they've recognized, hey, it's not a mud race anymore. I got to change my mental attitude. This is now I can actually go quite a bit faster in this quarter and in this section. And I, I for a long time as a competitor, uh, was not good at that, at adapting. I'd still be running around as if it was a tricky mud race. It's the same in business. I know that was a, that was a weird comparison for a lot of you, but if you know me, you know that that was a passion of mine and what I used to do, uh, many, 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 many years ago. Uh, 
in business, it's the same thing. Right now, in the coronavirus situation, it's the same thing. We're in a terrible environmental uh, uh, economic situation, uh, but it's going to change, and it's going to change fast. And if you don't start thinking about that, if you don't double down on your work ethic and get your act together, uh, you're going to miss the boat, and everybody else is going to jump ahead of you, and you do not want to do that. Adapt to your conditions. It's changing right now. It's going to get better. I'm not saying it's not going to get a little bit worse first, potentially. We don't know, but it is going to get better. It's going to get better fast, and you need to be there, and you need to be in the right mind frame to take uh, to take part in that. Today's the day. Adapt. Hit the gas. Outwork your competition. Um, do the things that you can do from home or in isolations and start thinking about when this breaks next week or the week after or whatever it is, <clears throat> how are you going to make 2020 a winning year? All right. Managers, work from home. Uh, I know, you know, at Sinclair Range, the company that I run and all of its uh, subsidiaries and investments, we have a very virtual um uh, depending on the business, we have a very virtual approach to to business. So we have a Sinclair Range itself has three offices in New York, uh, Toronto, and Calgary, but there's not a lot of people there. Some of them really don't have any full time people there at all. We drop in and out, and we work remotely. Okay, and and so from our perspective, this is you know working without social interaction is in fact exactly what we do every day. So it's not too big of a deal. But I recognize that a lot of other businesses, including some of our investee companies, don't do the same thing and they're not quite sure how to go about it. Let me give you an example. I was talking to a lawyer this morning, one of our counsel, and the um, in their large Toronto law firm, they divided their partners into an A and B group. And the the one of the A's, you know, the A's got to stay home, basically. So they split the partnership in half and A's work from home and B's came to the office and I'm sure you can guess which ones were the sacrificial lambs to show up at the office and which ones weren't. Um, but, you know, every business needs to find a way to operate. And if you're working remotely, um, you know, figure out what apps work for you. So I always get asked this question, how do we manage this virtual office? We do it through a series of apps. They're very limited, actually. We use Dropbox. So use Dropbox for file sharing or some other file sharing application. Uh, WhatsApp for communication and texting and phone calls. Um, and group uh, chats and group calls works really well. Uh, Microsoft To Do, uh, this used to be Wonderlist. My favorite to do list has now been bought and transferred over to Microlist and uh, Microsoft To Do, and it's just the same. Skype and FaceTime for FaceTime communications are very important to be able to see the other person. Um, and so, particularly when you're first starting out and working remotely, you need to be able to do that. So, uh, look at apps, apps that work for your business, and you'll be much more productive at home. And um, and back at the you know back at the office or back at the plant, try and focus with a skeleton crew on some things that you're able to do during a downtime. I come back to I'm thinking about manufacturing, right? What a great time to shut down for two three weeks and do your annual maintenance, um, your cleanup, and all that stuff that needs to be done and could be done with a skeleton crew while you're not supposed to have a whole bunch of people together at the same time, anyways. So think about that, uh, management entrepreneurs. Uh, business owners, government grants, every single jurisdiction um, in North America that I'm aware of, uh, states, uh, municipalities, federal provinces, um, uh, federal government in Canada, they're all looking at grants to help particular, in particular small business entrepreneurs 
uh, weather the storm, so to speak, to get through this, this virus. Don't forget about that. Everything's in flux. Many of them have not implemented this at all, but it's it's coming. They're talking about it. It's free money. Pick it up. Do your research. Go get that money because uh, because it's it's due to you. Just go get it. It's free money. Uh, management, entrepreneurs, business owners, financing. Let's talk to your bankers. I think I mentioned this in a show last week. You need to over communicate with your bankers in this type of environment. Every one of their clients. Every one of their borrowers is going through the same thing. You may be busting through your covenants, um, almost guaranteed, right? You got to think about your trailing EBITDA covenants, your your earnings covenants, your borrowing base, whatever it is that you have, your tangible net worth covenant. Like these may all be busted during this period, depending on how things, uh, how bad things get. Don't be afraid to ask for a waiver. <coughs> Go to your banker, say, this is what we're doing. This, this is our projection. Here's how it's going to impact the covenants. We just want a waiver on this. And if you don't get one, call me because I'll help you negotiate that. Every one of their clients is going through this. Um, but what you don't want to do is put your head down and not talk to them. Get in front of it. Okay. Um, you can even ask to delay. Let's say you have a term loan. You can't make a couple of payments because you're basically shut down. Um, you'll probably get a waiver on that. You'll probably get a restructuring um, because of the because of the virus situation. All right. That's uh, that's what we're talking about with uh, with businesses. Let's talk about investors in the market. <clears throat> Most important thing, it's all the same, you know, build up to this. The markets will come back. The virus is a short term thing. It'll be gone. We're not in a economic recession uh, that's caused the markets to crash. We've had a, a temporary virus that's really bad, which may have caused a, a short term recession uh, that's killed some of the fundamentals. But your demand hasn't gone away. <clears throat> in a recession, two big things happen. Your credit goes away. That hasn't happened. There's tons of money in the marketplace. And demand goes away. That ha- And demand goes away because of confidence. Well, that hasn't happened either. Maybe in certain regions in Canada because of mismanagement from the government. But in the U.S., it certainly hasn't happened. And so you've got the credit. You've got, you've got the demand. This is a short-term thing. Markets will be back. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's not a recession in the normal sense. So in other words, is this in fact the best investment opportunity in my lifetime? And I'm pretty old. Um, is it the best since 1987 in that crash or since the, the tech bust for those, you know, around what was that, 2000, 2001-ish? That was all going down. But that, that went on forever. I don't see this going on forever. But let's say it does. Let's say it's not, not, it's not going to go on forever. But let's say it drags out for two quarters or four quarters. Um, what's the strategy here? I think you just need to be excited about the markets right now. I am. I'm, I haven't been ex- this excited about the markets in years, years where I think they've been grossly valued. And now you've had a really rapid correction, which creates all sorts of opportunities. Number one, don't sell. It's coming back. Hang on to whatever you have. Uh, don't sell. Um, if you're already in now, you could reposition if you have some crappy stocks, uh, not the stock value itself, but the company you don't like, and this is a good chance for you to go buy Apple, you could sell and rebuy, but don't exit the market. Wait for it to go up to buy again. That makes no sense. By the way, let me caveat everything I'm saying here by telling you that I'm not an investment advisor. We don't sell securities. We're not qualified to do that. I'm literally not trying to sell you anything. I'm just telling you what I do. And what makes good business sense, in my opinion, 
but we are not, and I am not an investment advisor. So you don't have to listen to me, obviously. All right, don't sell. I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy big, and you can buy big names. This is the time to do that. I looked at Apple this morning. So their high back in February was around $327. Um, I'm not, if you're an American and it doesn't sound right to you, it's possible the stats I picked up were in Canadian dollars. So um, it's not really important though. The, importance is the percentage. So it was 327 at whatever I was looking at mid-February-ish. And midday today, I don't know where closing went, um, but midday when I took a look, it was $2. Uh, it was it was 250 So about a 20% decline, more than to like 20, 23% decline um, in really like four weeks, uh, five weeks, whatever the time frame has been. It's such a short drop, a short period of time for such a massive drop of over 20%. Now, do you think Apple's not coming back? Of course, Apple's coming back. Uh, you know, why are you not? If you're if you're skittish of the markets, why would you not be buying into Apple big time? And it could be Apple. It could be, you know, it could be any big name. I'm not going to start dropping other ones because I haven't looked at where their charts are. But clearly, it's coming back. The big names, if they're down, are coming back. And my God, what a buying opportunity! Something that I've never seen. I think in my investing lifetime, anyways. Maybe apart from the tech bubble. Uh, in 2000, I, even me, I was too young for 87. But uh, <clears throat> but you know this is just I think super exciting. Now what happens if you bought Apple today at 250 and then it goes down to 200 dollars or 150 dollars? Does that suck? Sure. Does it matter? Does it matter that you mistimed and you could have done better? No. You're in. You're in cheaper. And it's coming back. You know, if you have a little bit of a, of a horizon on this, a year or two years, whatever it is, maybe six months, like, I don't know, but it's coming back. Uh, there is no doubt about this. Don't leverage, don't margin, so you don't get called, you don't get punted out of the game. Um, but, uh, you know, this is a buy time, and it's an exciting buy time, I think, for for all investors. All right. Um, I'm going to give you a little emphasis on this, you know, way back in uh, what was that? Maybe the mid nineties. I used to own a long short fund uh, before anybody had a long short fund, um, and it was a it was a retail product, so people could buy into it. And the portfolio manager that ran this fund for me um, uh, had an interesting an interesting approach to what they went long on and what they went short on. Right. So some stocks they bought, they they held them, and some stocks they shorted them, which is a bet against the stock going up. A short is a bet that the stock is going to go down. If it goes up, you lose, right? So it's the opposite of owning stock, which is being long. <clears throat> and what he did uh, to run this fund is he he took a, a group of companies, say energy, he took a sector like energy. And he said, okay, here's 20 companies in the energy sector. And then he rated them sort of A, Bs, and Cs or whatever is whatever it was, but that's that's good enough for discussion. So for A, like here's the top five companies um, in this in this sector. And then here's the middle 10, and here's the bottom five. So the top five are awesome, the middle 10 are okay, and the bottom five are just shit companies. Not the stock, the operations, their ability to make profit, uh, their capital, like just their management in general. So you had your top five, your middle nothing, and your bottom five. And what he did is he went long on the top five and he went short on the bottom five. I'm oversimplifying this, but conceptually you can understand. So he go go long on the good ones always and short on the bad ones always. And the idea was um, if the markets went up, 
the good companies would go up faster than the bad companies. Makes some sense. And if the markets went down, the bad companies would go down faster than the good companies. And so if you went up, you made more money on the big ones than you lost on the small ones because you were short the small ones. And if it went down, you made more money on the short positions than you lost on the long positions. And so you always made money. And I'm here to tell you, I looked at a long history of this and I owned this for a few years, um, not as an investor, I actually owned the home fund. So I cared about the performance and it worked. Like uh, the returns in that fund were, well, I won't go through the specifics of it, but um, uh, it worked as an investing style. I don't replicate that uh, now. Now, maybe now, now that I'm talking about it, I should. But um, but that was the approach of that. It was it was not that simple, but it was close to being that simple. And here's the point of me telling you that story is that if you're an investor, uh, markets are going to go up. They might go down a little bit more, but mostly they're going to go up. They're going to come back. You should be long the good names, the top five uh, in whatever category you're looking at. I hear my headphones are uh, running out of battery, so I hope the volume on this is okay. Um, I'm going to wrap it up, therefore. Martinis with Scott, um, I canceled all interviews for March, so it's just going to be you and me uh, for March, but we've got a great uh, slate of interviews that will reschedule for April for you, assuming that the virus breaks and I'm able to travel and we are able to you know, be in touch with each other. I'll be coming to you from my home here. Hopefully some renovations will continue during this virus and we'll get you a better backdrop to, to look at. If you're on podcast, you don't care. This has been Martinis with Scott. We're a show about winning at, uh, at business for entrepreneurs, management, directors, uh, business owners, whomever likes to win at business. If you like it, please listen to some other content and subscribe on Martinis with Scott, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you.